Hello all and welcome to The V Spot. I am so excited to be back and to be here with you. Tonight I have an amazing, amazing guest that has some um, very interesting things to share with you. Uh, he is a wonderful poet. He has his own podcast here on Anchor. You guys will be able to see all of that information inside of the description. So please, please, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And we're going to get started. Hello, 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 everybody. Thank you guys so much for joining the V-Spot. It has been an amazing adventure with you guys. I am so happy to be here uh, to be able to uh, dine and be with you guys again. Uh, welcome back to a new episode of the V-Spot. We have an amazing gentleman today. Um, if you guys are listening, if you are following me on Facebook, be sure to download the Anchor app. And we have someone uh, that is just going to be doing some amazing things. I want to give some big shout outs to my Facebook family for coming in and rejoining me for the launch of the V-Spot. All right, thank you so much for coming in. Daddy is, thank you so much for coming in. Trey, thank you for being here. I appreciate you guys. Remember to join me each and every Thursday night. I will be here for you guys. And I think that it's going to still be an hour. Remember the podcast used to be about um, two hours when we would do the show, but it's gonna definitely just be an hour, okay? So sit back, relax, and we are going to get our uh, co-host here. Uh, he is an amazing, amazing person. And you wanna know what? It's, it's so crazy how you can literally just meet someone and um, automatically it just takes off and it's just something wonderful. This guy is amazing amazing met with him yesterday guys can you believe it yes met with this gentleman yesterday and had some conversations with him he wanted to know how to start his podcast up he wanted to know how to um do some things he was trying to do some big things and you know i just gave him some pointers and we were up pretty much you know throughout the night and um he did he started his podcast he has something amazing that i want to share with you guys uh eric i do do see that you are here so do me a favor eric if you could please um just go ahead would you like for me to bring you on camera now and um, I would do so. So guys, sit back, relax, do me a favor and hit that share button below. Share the love and welcome to the V-Spot. We are going to welcome in Mr. Eric McCray. okay? So Eric, I'm gonna bring you on. So I am bringing you on. Come on in, Eric, let me know when you're here. And thank you guys for the hearts. Thank you guys for the thumbs up. Thank you for sharing the love. Aaron, hi Eric. Hey, How are you? Good, good. It's good. You know, yes. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me. I was just telling my audience how awesome and amazing you are, and how it was just so crazy that we um, just connected on yesterday, and you had some big plans. You had some things that you wanted to do, and immediately how you just jumped on it, and how you just went forth. So, you know, before we get into the reason that I have you on here, um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I am a recovery coach, and I actually uh, my field of expertise is mental 
mental health and substance abuse. And I started training in this field in 2008. And what motivated me to get in this field was because I was diagnosed in 2007 by a psychiatry, by a psychiatrist of, of, of actually, uh, severe depression. I'm sorry about the severe depression. And so I dealt with depression uh, from ch- uh, childhood-related incidents that took place. And it, it actually carried over into my adult years with a lot of people that go through stuff like that. Made a long story short, I had a therapist, and she pretty much encouraged me to get in this field. She asked me what I wanted to do with myself, and I said I almost like helping people. She said, why don't you focus on this field, the mental health and the substance abuse? And I thought about it, what better person to uh, be able to help somebody in this field than somebody that can relate. The reason why I decided to uh, get involved in the substance, substance abuse piece was because I had actually relatives, two aunts that passed away with, uh, you know, their drug of choice was, was crack related. And I, I always wanted to understand the behaviors. Uh, thank God I never experienced drugs, you know, at that, especially at that particular magnitude or as uh, crack cocaine. Um, but I decided to get involved because I wanted to understand both sides of the, of the fence as far as mental health and substance abuse. And so uh, the same week that Kobe Bryant passed away, which was January, I think it was January 26th, I believe that was, when the day that was on a Sunday, I took my uh, recovery coach training. And I am a recovery coach. I'm not certified by the state because of COVID, but as soon as everything is lifted and uh, the governor removes um, the hold on the state of New Jersey, then I can go back to do, you know, continue my training as a recovery coach to be certified. That is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely awesome. I think that it was amazing. First off, congratulations, because you are going to be certified. So we're speaking that into existence right now, that it is going to happen, because you're already a recovery coach. What you say you are, as a man speaking, so is he. So you are. That's what you are. So we are going to deem you right now as Eric McRae, the recovery coach, because that is what you are. But and other than being the recovery coach, you have something amazing you have an amazing gift okay so let's guys let's just go ahead and go ahead and hit that spread the love button below make sure you guys are spreading the love make sure you guys are checking in give all your hearts give all your loves because this man has the gift with words so I told you guys before he came in that he wanted to um, start a podcast. So I, you know, helped him along. I said, this is what you're doing. Come on, let's do it. You know, let's get in. Let's do what it is that we need to do. Let's just jump. Let's just jump and let's just do this. Well, this guy jumped and ran. He done downloaded about six already, six to seven episodes on your podcast. But guys, he has a, he has a, um, a gift of words, and we're we're going to say that he he um uh, and other than being the recovery coach, he also has some amazing poetry. So I need you guys to sit back. And this was one of the reasons why I brought him on here is because of the amazing poetry that he has. So there is a poem <laughs> that we're going to get into right now. There is a poem that this young man has um, written, and I think you said you wrote it in October. So it's a newly, yes, it is a newly released poem. Um, and this poem is absolutely amazing. And we're going to get into that because that poem is going to be the topic of discussion. I want to say hello to each and every one of my people who are joining in. I'm lovely. Thank you so much for joining in. Please spread the love. Let your friends and family know that you are on the V-Spot tonight. 
and we're going to open it up. We're going to allow um, Eric to go ahead and do uh, that poem that took me away. I was like, breath, I, like my breath was completely blown away when I heard that poem. And I was like, hey, do you want to go on my podcast tonight? Like, we're just going to put that out there because this poem was absolutely amazing. So, Eric, before you blow us away with this poem, uh, give us some insight as to why you chose to um, write this specific poem. Okay, well, the reason why I decided to write this particular poem that I'm I'm going to read is because not only I felt that other people can relate to it, I felt the need to express my imperfections in in a poem, in a poetic format. Most people, they shy away from imperfections because they're afraid to allow themselves to be transparent because the majority of people, they're not mentally mature to hear imperfections and don't weaponize your imperfections and use it to attack you. So that's why a lot of people, they, they keep things hidden and they tend to um, sweep the problems underneath the rug and you see this big old giant elephant in the room and everybody pretends it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I wrote the poem because it was a need for me to to express myself on paper, for me to free myself, for me to make the effort to start the acceptance process concerning a woman that's off limits. That's why I wrote it. And what made you believe that this woman was off limits? Oh, okay. So go ahead. All right. We're going to let you, we're going to let you go ahead and we're going to let you, um, We're going to let you say the poem. We're going to let you go ahead. We're going to let you spit that poem. And then we will uh, speak about why you thought or why. I guess we're going to kind of sort of get into a little he say, she said here, but not really so much um, as reference in reference to why you felt this though. This woman, what this particular lady uh, was off limits. So go ahead. You have the floor. This is my, this is, this is mine. This might not be yours, but this is mine. We have those thoughts where, you know, there is a certain man or a particular uh, guy that we're just like, there's no way. It's the no way in the world 
that we will, you know, that, that we will even connect, that we'll be able to uh, get together. But to hear this specifically come from a man, I was blown away. I was completely, completely blown away. I was just like, okay. I've never thought that a man would have those type of thoughts or would think that. And you never know the mindset of somebody. But just to know that for this precise moment that that men and women do have this thought process on this one specific thing, it was like an eye opener. I was just like, really? <laughs> like, really? Like men really feel... Uh, this way as as well and you know that was why I wanted you to come on here and that was why I needed to uh, speak with you um, kind of sort of like pitting you on front street but not really pitting you on front street because just to let like a lot of females know because we say the female that there's not men who open up there's not a lot of men who you know open up and say how it is that they're feeling but that specific phone just like uplifted and just went out and just told everything every emotion every thought process you know that it is that men and women go through that was just amazing to me so i thank you so much for sharing that poem with me um and i'm so glad that you was able to share it with everyone else but on the he said she said because we are going to do a little um he said you know he said she said tonight um what made you, I, I hear the words that you're speaking, but what made you say specifically, um, there's no way in the world I'll be able to reach out to this young lady before all of the other, like just off of seeing, just off of seeing a specific person. Because it goes really deep. It talks about a lot. The poem speaks about a lot. But off of a first eyes, off of your first glance, that was the first thing that came to your mind immediately after seeing an individual? No, no. Uh, what, what inspired me to really write this poem, at least start the process of it, is I was constantly interacting with a woman and we was friends. Mm -hmm. And she didn't verbally say, or well, Eric, I'm going to place you in a friend zone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from a male's perspective, a lot of women, they don't do that. They're not going to say, okay, I'm going to put you in this category. It just, you know, you just go along with the flow and you just pay attention to the, the correspondence of you and this person. And you mm -hmm. just, okay, this is what it is. It, you know, a lot of people just don't communicate that way. So mm -hmm. I just took it for what it was and I convinced myself that I could be friends with her. And even though she's attractive, you know, mentally, and also when I have a parent, she's my type of woman. And I told her that she was my type of woman because she asked me what my type was. And I told it was her. Mm -hmm. But I said I was going to make an effort to be her friend and not, and, and accept that it was just going to be friendship only. I realized I, I couldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? That's why I wrote on here the, the score that represents my credit and the, uh, the monthly uh, income that represents my self-esteem. Let's be clear. People associate your income is connected to your self-esteem because if you make a little bit of money, people, they're going to look at you as a person that you're not successful. 
the bad thing is that if you project a man that financially he's not where you think he should be at, once he gets his money up, trust and believe, if you think you're going you to try to go back to him, chances are, man like me, I'm going to say no. Because if you rejected me at my lowest, you do not deserve to be with me at my highest. That's how I'm going to treat a woman. So there's pros and cons with rejecting a man that his paper is low. And you know what I'm saying? And when he gets his stuff together, now he wants to cling on him. He's going to look at you like, nah, we ain't doing that. So did in the poem because the poem is based on something realistic. Like this is a real poem. This is not, you know, this is from this is from experience. So did the young lady actually say to you that she thinks that you guys should? Uh, you know what? I, I was too embarrassed mm-hmm. and afraid to ask her why you don't want to be with me. Why you don't want to be in a relationship with me? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was, most people, they're not going to do that. That's an insecure question. It makes you look weak. So <laughs> to avoid me looking weak, I fill in the blanks myself. Oh. If, you know, she told me if she likes a man, most women, if they like a man, they're going to make it known. They're going to, you know, you're gonna, they're going to give you some, some you know, uh, some hints, some signals that's obvious. You know what I'm saying? Like these glasses on my face. It's obvious that I'm wearing glasses. So, you know, she didn't, um, she never um, approached me in that particular way. It was always a friendship conversation. I took it the way it was. So what I did was I tailor-made the poem to mm-hmm. fill in the blanks to, to assume mm-hmm. that this is how she feel about me as a friend. Mm-hmm. Because, you know what I'm saying, I make her laugh. I'm funny. So mm-hmm. I'm mean that if you make a woman laugh, they may keep you as a friend. They mm-hmm. may put you in a particular category because they know that they speak And ladies and men that is on the podcast and that is also watching via Facebook Live, have this ever happened to you? So my question, the question that I am gearing to you is, um, if you never asked her, how do you know where she stood? Maybe she didn't care about the type of income that you made. Or maybe she didn't, you know, maybe she didn't care. Maybe she thought you had the highest self-esteem. Maybe you could have... um, been her connecting source, but you didn't know. You 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 didn't you didn't know. Have you ever asked at all? It was just like, no, I'm just not. Um, I'm just not going to shoot my shot. And ladies, and I, I, okay, let me just say disclaimer. I'm not coming down on Eric, ladies or men. I'm just asking for myself because we do the same thing. Us as women, we do the same thing. We say we have whole full-fledged conversations with ourselves about why it is that we cannot be with a specific person or why we cannot do something. And we talk ourselves out of the greatest thing that we could have possibly had. So I just want you guys to know that I am not, you know, coming down on him. But I just wanted to know, like, if you've never asked her, how do you know how she felt? Are you guys still friends now? This is one month later. This is one month and four days later. Now, are you guys still friends? No, 
no, actually, three days ago, I ended a friendship three days ago. Three days okay. ago. And um, she's the type of woman where if you tell her that I want to be bothered with you, she's not going to ask why. She's going to take it for what it is, and she's going to just respect the person with you. That's the type of woman she is. She's got a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she just be looking, you know, requesting for an explanation. That's not her. And, you know, um, you know what? I, I would, at this point, if I, if I don't make the effort to try to reconnect with her, I would never know. I would never know how she truly felt. Because emotionally, I made an emotional decision. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that once we're standing, I'm proud of that decision. I'm not saying that. I made an emotional decision. And I fill in the blanks myself. I was afraid to shoot the shot. Mm-hmm. Because, you know what I'm saying, rejection, I don't care what, what anybody says. People make it seem like it's, it's simple that you can just overcome it and move forward. No, get out of here with that. No, when you really, in your heart, you like an image that you see. Mm-hmm. And you imagine yourself with that man or that woman. And you shoot your shot and you get shut down. You can do everything you can to try to front the TV. But rejection affects everybody you know what i'm saying a lot of people you know i don't care where you are so to prevent me from being you know experiencing rejection i, I was afraid i just wrote a poem the poem mm-hmm. was the was the uh the therapy the poem was the therapy and that's how i was able and that's how i'm still currently doing with that you know it's just uh it's unfortunate and it's one of those things that i don't want to ever go through mm-hmm. i can say that but i don't have control of the future I think that, um, and thank you so much for that. Um, I th- <laughs> thank you. so <laughs> Thank you. So wait, thank you so much for that. And let me tell you why. First off, let me just say big up to, um, Nakia. Hi, Nakia. Thank you guys. Um, everybody, if you are on here right now, I need you guys to follow Nakia. She has an amazing podcast called the muzzle is off. That is my girlfriend. F R A N D. That is my girlfriend. And listen, she is on here and her um and her question was she wanted to know what the question was. So um Nakia, a while back we had the this gentleman, Mr. Eric, wrote this amazing poem. And we were just breaking down the poem because inside of the poem, um, he thought that um that the uh the, the young lady that he saw or that he had a conversation with or that he was friends with was too much. Is, is it safe to say too much, Eric? Is that safe to say? Too much? Too much. Too much what? The, the young lady was too much for you or, or, or wouldn't accept you. or I'm trying to figure out how I can word it just to give Nakia some background on exactly what it is that we're speaking about. too much. Go ahead. Okay. So... Um, so yeah, so in this poem, and you know, I'll probably try to get him to read it again, maybe, but he has another one that is absolutely amazing. And I want him to tell you guys about his podcast that he started last night, which is doing great things. And then we're going to talk about what's happening in 2021, because 2021 is going to be the bomb. So, um, he, he pretty much felt like in this poem, he pretty much had a whole conversation with himself and ladies, we do that as well he had a whole conversation with himself and just felt like this young lady is not uh, I am not in this young lady's lead so I'm just going to like break away because I can't measure up and I thought it was so awesome that he said that because women we feel the same way 
a lot of times we feel the same way. So we're just breaking down that poem um, to see if, you know, why, why it is that we feel the way that we feel. So, you know, tallying up and bringing it back up forward, we're, we're speaking about whether or not he actually uh, conversed with the young lady to um, give his opinion or to give his outlook or to let her know that he was trying to shoot his shot and he said he did not. So ladies, my question is, why, um, why do we not, ladies and men, ladies and gentlemen, why do we not shoot our shot? Why do we not say, why do we just say right off the bat that this specific person, uh, male or female, is not for us as opposed to us just shooting our shot? Why do we have, um, why do we... Why do we have these conversations with ourselves that talk us out of something that can be absolutely wonderful? But out of that thing that could have been absolutely wonderful that was not, there was an amazing poem that came out of it. All right, so we're back up to speed. All right, so <laughs> now that we are back up to speed, Eric, three days ago, you ended it or ended an amazing friendship with someone and you never reached out to them and told them how you feel. And that could have been your happily ever after. How do you feel about that? Thinking that that may have been your happily ever after. Okay, first of all, let me just give a shout out to Nakia. Because I'm reading her response. I can't, I can't see it. Yeah, I didn't know. Monet. She said that's why dude ain't respond to me laughing. Okay, well, how you doing, Miss Nakia? I'm gonna follow her too. I'm gonna support her podcast. Yes. She's reaching out to me and I, I wasn't sure if she was reaching out, but she shot her shot and I caught the ball. Okay, win the hoop. <laughs> was how would you feel and my girlfriend is here my best friend is here and I'm going to ask her to, to give her input my question is how do you feel um knowing that that could possibly have been your happily ever after uh, and you let it slip away Uh, dealing with 
one she wanted to go with. So she made so she made you the comfort. You became the the, the conversation um friend. Because we do put people we do put people in certain categories. We have we have those people that we use for why you mm-hmm. My girlfriend is over here, mm-hmm, and I'm going to get her input really quick. You have those that you have in certain categories. So because she put you inside of a certain category, you became that comfort. But can I tell you something? Um, many, many years ago, many, many years ago, we're not together now. But many, many years ago, there was a gentleman that I placed inside of the friend zone. And he was inside of that friend zone for many years. Um, he saw... The hurt, the pain, the happiness of me being with other um, individuals. Uh, Nakia, not on my... Nakia, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm reading Nakia's comments, but... <laughs> I love my friends. So I put... I put... <laughs> I, put um, I, I put him in this, you know, in this box or whatever. And with him being inside of this box, he saw everything. And maybe four to five years later, he finally became the boyfriend. Um, so I'm not saying that it won't ever happen. It can definitely happen. Um, it, and I'm not even saying that you need to stick around for it. I'm just saying that there is a possibility that it could have happened. That you guys could have got eventually gotten together. Show was only 
only going to be an hour. So we have about 20 more minutes. Um, brief pause for the cause. I want you guys to know that this segment is being sponsored by My Cousin's Putting. I will have all of his information listed below so you guys can find out how to get in contact and get some good eats. So, Eric. I'm going to go up and I'm going to read some of the comments because now I see it. Okay. So Nakia said, um, she didn't want to do it. She didn't, I guess she's saying that she didn't want to speak or speak about it to, to the person, to the individual, um, for fear of rejection. So, and she said, and boom, no response, but she chalked it up. So she did exactly what you did. She chalked it up. Serena, you want to sit in this chair so my people can be able to hear you because you sitting here shaking your head and smiling. So we need to get you on here too. So that was what Nakia said. Okay. So Nakia, I definitely understand because we all do it. We all do it. I'm just so happy that there's a male that is just like, hey, I did it. That, that was how I felt. And that's what it is. So Eric, you are the MVP for us tonight. So let's see. Um, we have another one. Let's see. My other girlfriend, um, Glenda, she stated, because you said it already, no one likes rejection. There's a fear that comes with exposing yourself and being vulnerable to being rejected. The fear is not having the feeling be mutual. And we spoke about that as well. And that is correct. When, you know, when you're, when you're thinking and you're like, I don't know if I should, I don't know if I shouldn't. I'm not too sure because I would rather just go ahead and make this story up in my head as opposed to um, ask them and then they tell me no. But the flip side is to that is if I ask them and they say yeah, then what? Go ahead, Serena. Serena doesn't want to be on camera, y'all, but she has something to say. This is my best friend. So go ahead, Serena. Do you believe, did you hear Eric's poem? No. Eric, can you do me a favor? I know I asked you to do two poems, but for my listeners that was not on here, could you please repeat that poem? Okay, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. okay. For those of you that didn't hear the phone, this, uh, this poem the first time, the name of this poem is called Off Limits Woman. I'm feeling some type of way. Your outward appearance is off limits. The thought of calling you, requesting your digits, is wishful thinking. I have to be careful. My emotions started sinking. You're like a forbidden fruit. That's a tease. Fear of rejection causes my thoughts about you to freeze. I've made improvements on accepting our friendship. However, I have my moments. I wonder or imagine what it would be like being in a relationship with you. Then, in a matter of seconds, I instantly changed my thought process. Then I analyzed the reasons why you and I would never share the same address. The score that represents my credit. The monthly income that's connected to my self-esteem. I understand the thought of you is nothing but a dream. Reality is a danger. Thinking about an off-limits woman causes low self-esteem. That's major. So I can't put it no no better than this. This is this poem here. I was uh, I had the courage to express imperfections. Where a lot of people they're not going to express that. A lot of people they're too prideful to to express that their income bracket is at a low level. Mm -hmm. They're too prideful to do 
I'm saying? Um, my thing, honestly, you give a woman a choice. And as far as Zakia Brown, the question is, she said, how do you approach okay. the next time you find someone you're interested in? Nowadays, you have to be upfront and direct of what you want and your expectations or people would be put in a box. To answer that, Zakia is really more direct now, whatever. I'm being direct. I'm not going to be too aggressive, but direct and let a woman know where I'm at, what I'm looking for. It's either she's willing to go along with it or not. I'm looking for a long-term relationship. I'm not looking to be placed in a friend zone. If you're looking for a friend, then I'll go about my business. You go about yours. I'd rather do it that way. I want to give a woman a choice. And when you lie to a person, you you, you, you know you take away their choice, and it's not fair to that person. I learned like to be confident enough as a man that I can move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you lie to someone, absolutely. You need to say that again. When you lie to someone and they don't know what it is, they're going off of what you're saying and it is not what you want. They're placed in a box where they don't want to be because you're not being honest enough to tell them, hey, this is what I want. This is what I'm interested in. And this is where we are. So that is absolutely amazing. So Serena is over here. I'm just waiting for Serena. Um, and it's okay, my light went out because my computer um, uh, died, but it's fine. You guys can still see me. Can you still see me, Eric? Am I still good? All right, good. Cause my my ring light went out, but that's okay. The, the show must go on. So, um, Serena, how, what do you have to say? Cause you're, you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know, I'm more of a, well, Younger Serena was the type of person I wouldn't never tell somebody that I liked them or how I really felt. I would hope I would hope that my actions would show and they would pick up on it and say something. That was younger Serena. Older Serena, the woman I am now, I actually tell the person how I feel. It's either they're going to say yes and say they feel the same way or they're going to say no. I'm okay with being rejected. My end result for Are me, you? yeah. Wait a my, my end result for me is I said what I had to say. The person didn't feel the same way. I I tried. I can move on now. So that's that's just me. And you wouldn't know what I say all the time. This is for me for myself. And Zakia, I hope Eric broke it down and you were able to um, understand what it was that he was saying in response to your question. Um, now, as opposed to me. Um, I'm not going to say that I'm not afraid of rejection. I'm not going to say that. But I already know what it is that I want when I approach somebody. And if I'm not, if you're not going to give me exactly what I what I want, then I'm I'm not even going to engage. Like I will never say, Eric, this is what I want. I will never say, Eric, where do we stand? Is this, you know what I mean? I would never say that, but I would just be like, okay, through the terms of me speaking with Eric and things like that and how he's vibing, then I know, okay, then this is where Eric goes. You you understand? And this is where Eric goes and this is where, but I would never ever, because I can tell you one thing, after suffering from low self-esteem for so many years um, and finally battling out of that, I always was afraid of rejection. I never felt pretty enough. I never felt outgoing enough. I never felt like I was enough, 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 enough. But after, you know, growing in things like that and knowing that now that I am enough, I just 
I guess I just move accordingly. Does that make sense? Yeah. I just move accordingly. Thank you, Serena. What do you have to say, Eric, before we move on? Before, because we're, we're getting ready to actually, and I, we could probably go on forever, but the show was only an hour, so we're going to definitely have to have you come back. But we're going to spit out where they can find you, um, your podcast, how they can follow you uh, on your podcast, when the next time you will be coming on, because you have some great things that's going to be happening soon um, in 2021. And um, um, how they can follow you. And then you can get in contact with my girlfriend. Go ahead. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, I've got the other lady name, but you know what I'm saying? I'm open, motivated to, uh, besides support the B-Spot, I want to definitely support other people's podcasts as well. Uh, let me see some Facebook is one way you can follow me. Facebook, I'm on Instagram as well. Uh, I'm on what, Spotify, you know what I'm saying? But the, mm-hmm. the Facebook and Instagram is the best way follow me i'm already friends with valerie so those of you that are friends with her you know what i'm saying if her friends is available or it's her list then you, you can see me on there mm-hmm. if not um you can you know get in contact with valerie Valerie, get in contact with me i am open to uh you know connect with new people on facebook or just social media period and um the podcast is uh it's about encouraging to discourage to motivate the unmotivated that's what it's about. It's about beautiful poetry as well. Because those poetry gems that you dropped was absolutely right. awesome. Please tell them you're, um, you're on Anchor. You are on Anchor. Yeah. And you're currently uh, moving through all other networks as well. Like right now, I think you're on Apple. I think we checked and you were on Apple and Spotify. But Anchor is the main one. So if you guys go to right. Anchor, uh, please give them your handle on Anchor. So they'll be able to look you up. Yeah, uh, let me see something. Um, I tell you, how about because um, I don't know offhand, I would have to like get out of this mm-hmm. and go find it. So what I can do is um, I would uh, get the information and because I know I can because I'm gonna share this uh, in this this podcast segment on my page. I'm gonna mm-hmm. share it and then what I can do, I can see I can always go back into the comments. Yes, you can, can uh, put the link in the comments. Mm-hmm. You can always so go back to the comments. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to do for those that are, are, are listening. I'm going to share this segment on my page, and then what I'm doing is going to cut and paste the link, and that way, um, you know, people can have an opportunity to follow me. But those of you that have a podcast, if I didn't get to you, please do the same thing. Share your link with me so I can support you as well. Because, so, you know, so, we all need to support each other. So tell them the link. Other than them finding you as Eric McRae on the podcast, what is the name of your podcast? It's called Victorious for Life. So you spell the word Victorious the way it's spelled. It's the number four, and life is L-Y-F-E. So I try to change it up a little bit, but it's Victorious for Life. Why did I choose that? Well, because I always wanted to... I never liked it. Listen, Michael Jordan said it best. In order to understand victory, you have to experience defeat, and which is true. And I experienced defeat multiple times. So that's the only way for a person to really uh, respect being, respect success when you know what it's like to be defeated. Mm-hmm. I have my own place to say, I've been homeless for 10 months. And you would never know it just by looking at me. I just moved here uh, June of this year. The child support was taking so much money from me. 
and it was hard for me to financially live. I lost my car, lost my job, lost everything. And I was homeless for 10 months, but by the grace of God, I was able to start the process of building myself up. And it's hard to have confidence to date when you hit um, rock bottom like that. Because most women, they're not compassionate. They're not trying to hit it. Either you got your shit together or you don't. Mm-hmm. Excuse my language. But most women, that's how the mindset of most women are. They want a man that has his shit together, not you trying to get it. And it's this harsh reality, but it's true. Not all women. There is some woman that is willing to help you build. There are some. Um, very few, very rare. But there, there is women who, um, yes, Victoria is for life. Yes, that it's is the L, It's L-Y-F-E. L-Y-F-E, L-Y-F-E not L-I. Yes. Yeah. Um, but there is some woman that is willing to um, to help you get to where uh, you need to be. They're very far and uh, very far in, in a few. They're not the new ones that are, are coming up. They're, they're generally handpicked. Um, and they might be almost extinct, but yes. Um, Doris says, know your worth, know what you want, be honest and be direct. She also says, sometimes the rejection is the blessing. Wow. Rejection. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's interesting. Rejection is the blessing sometimes. Sometimes rejection. Serena, do you about. agree that sometimes rejection yeah. is the blessing? Yeah, I agree. Sometimes rejection can definitely be the blessing. Um, because sometimes we can think, you know, this is what it is. This is what it is. This is what it is. And then we get it. And it's like, OMG. So we have that person that say no, then we can then free ourselves and open up for that person that we're supposed to, you know, vibe with and and be with. So Eric, we are coming up to the end of the show. We have about eight minutes. If you could please, please, please hit us with that second poem. Okay, this one is different. The name of this poem here is called Church Hurt. Church Hurt is a different kind of hurt. Church Hurt is the worst kind of hurt. People tend to make the mistake of not being alert. Lowering your brick wall and develop absolute trust. You assume everything is good until gossip turns your heart to rust. It's difficult to experience deliverance when the heart is filled with bitterness. The so-called Holy Ghost feel will hurt you and attend the upcoming church service like nothing never happened. Repentance is a waste of time if a person refuses to evaluate their negative behavior patterns. Church hurt is filled with drama, which can cause a lot of trauma. The ending result could lead to a spiritual coma, and you wonder why people reject Jesus' invitation. People die in their sins and lose out on salvation. All because some fool's inappropriate behavior caused them to turn into the wrong direction. This story sometimes don't have a happy ending. It's hard for hurt people to focus on Jesus. They spend too much time defending. Their soul is awaiting on the Lord's judgment where Jesus will place his or her soul is pending. When people get too comfortable with you, they tend to cross barriers, sometimes make it difficult to become God's warriors. Negative outcomes because this person proven to not be trustworthy. He or she put a bad taste in your mouth. Now you feel dirty. 
Church hurt. Is Nakia still on here? Nakia, are you still here? Um, Nakia talks about that a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. And church hurt is real. Have you ever experienced church hurt, Serena? Uh, I think I have. I think I have. Church hurt is so real. Um, and I think we've probably all experienced it. Um, and it does. It makes you, you definitely, um, some leave, some leave, you know, their church. Some uh, become bitter. Some um, close up and take on this angry persona. Um, and then join forces with the others because um, there's others who have the same and their, their souls connect. So then it just becomes a clickish type of thing. Hi, Truth. Thank you so much, guys. If you are also on here, please follow uh, Truth Inc. Young. He has an amazing, amazing, amazing cleaning company, um, all natural products. He has, um, he makes the products as well, but he also has uh, people that work in different areas that can definitely come and sterilize your home, uh, clean your home, uh, clean your offices, clean your buildings with the pandemic that's going on. So make sure you guys follow Truth um, Inc. Young as well. But I know for me, um, I experienced church hurt, the worst kind of church hurt. Um, I was young. Of course, I was a babe in Christ. And in and, and some instances, I honestly believe that I still um, experience it on a little bit. But the, the whole difference is now, and when that happened, my prayer was to deliver me from people. I love my bishop. I love my church. I love the word that goes forth at the church. I love being on the ministries that I am on. Hi, Lawrence. Thank you so much for coming in. I love being uh, on the ministries. I love serving. Um, and I love the people of God. Uh, of, you know, not even, even the people that hurt me. Um, I still love them because that's what we're supposed to do. That is what we're told we're supposed to do. But I can honestly say that if I did not ask to be delivered from people, I would not be at the church that I am in, that I've been in since my daughter was four and she's now 18. So, um, I, I think we missed Eric. Eric, are you still there? I think he froze. One second, guys. We are getting ready to end it soon, but please give me one second because it looks like Eric... One second. Eric, send your request again, honey. If you can send your request to me again. Guys, we are coming up at the end. Uh, thank you so much for uh, staying. Thank you guys so much for being here. And I'm trying to get Eric back. Thank you so much, Rena, for allowing me to um, do the podcast here. Oh, you're welcome. You rock. Thank you for the awesome food. Y'all know I'm greedy. All right, let's allow Eric to come back. Somehow we missed him. Welcome back, soldier. <laughs> so, um, just like I was saying, I honestly think that um, if I wasn't, um, if I didn't ask to be delivered from those people, that I would have been missing out on the biggest blessing, uh, which is where I'm at, worshiping where I am, uh, being, you know, around the other saints and the other saints that came in after 
I experienced the, the, the church hurt to be able to still be there and to still see, um, you know, God in their lives. So, but it's real. Church hurt is church hurt will make you not go. Right. It will make you not go. Right. It will make you not go to the sanctuary. It will make you not want any part of any church because of that one specific church that hurts you. Right. So I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If any does anybody have anything else to say? Because the show was only for an hour. So we're coming up on the end. Eric, do you have anything else to say? Serena? Yeah. No, I don't have nothing. Um, you know what, Valerie, thank you so much for having me on the show. You know, this is um well, I just want to piggyback on Valerie. We met yesterday. Mm-hmm. We met yesterday. You're talking about an instant connection. Instant connection. And I've spoken to a lot of women in my lifetime. But you know what I'm saying? As far as instant connection, uh, I, Valerie, um, she's beyond attractive on the outside appearance. Oh. I'm saying this. Everybody here is my comments. Valerie, you are not just attractive on the outside, but I do love and respect your heart. And maybe somebody may think it's premature for me to say this because I don't know you like I know my social security number. But I believe that when you see greatness, in front of you. There's nothing wrong with compliment greatness. That's just my personal opinion. Well, thank you so much. Greatness, recognize greatness. I agree. Thank you so much for that comment. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. And I don't... Um, I don't know if you can read what Miss Sharon's comment is. I can't read it. Hi, Miss Sharon. I can't read it because it's on your face. Because the show was only for an hour, I learned to go to church to hear the word of God, and that's it. But God has blessed me with many friends here, which is a blessing. Let me counteract that. Let me speak about that. A lot of people feel that if this is my take on it, if the leadership of a church is inappropriate, then I have an issue with that. Now, if the leadership is strong and you have a couple people in the congregation that their behavior is inappropriate, I would feel remain at a church as long as the leadership has ethics. I was at a church where the pastor was having sex with 18 women in the church. Do you really think I'm going to stay there and hear the word of God? You can hear the word of God anywhere, but I'm not going to be loyal to that particular church because the the leadership doesn't have ethics. If the leadership don't have ethics, then something's wrong with that picture. You know what I'm saying? I understand they say that you want to respect the message and, and don't focus on the messenger. When it comes to biblical... It, it doesn't work like that. If the messenger is corrupted, then he don't have no business speaking about anything that's righteous related. I it agree. We could do a whole listen. We could do a whole another show on that because I definitely, definitely, definitely agree. Um, but for the sake of time, Eric, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Like I said, my show I normally would run from five to seven, but because I am working my way back in. Um, because I'm working my way back into the V-Spot, but I thank you for being um, the first guest to come back on the V-Spot. Thank you so much uh, for joining us, and thank you for being here with us. You absolutely rock. Guys, make sure you just go ahead. You can just tap his name inside of the comments, and you can follow um, him there. You can also um, go on to Anchor and look up uh, Virtuous4 Life, L-Y-F-E, 
to uh, to follow him there. And he has some great things in store for 2020, 2021. He has some great things in store. And just really, really quick, is it okay if I just touch on the things that you have? Uh, because we're, we have to, to, to close up. No, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry. So I have um, um, had a conversation with him and I'm just like, you're awesome. You are amazing. Um, your poems completely rock. So look out for his book of poetry um, in 2021. Look out for a Delhi podcast um, from him in 2021 and preferably maybe even his own show because greatness is definitely upon him. So I thank you guys so much for coming on. I thank you guys for being here. Thank you, Doris, for being here. Thank you, Shauna. The list goes on and on and on. I cannot um, say thank you enough. I love you guys so much. It has been an honor and a privilege to serve uh, you guys. Eric, I love you, honey. Thank you so much for coming on, guys. And thank you for joining the V-Spot. Have a great night. Bye-bye. All right. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Well, guys, that's it. I told you it was going to be an awesome and amazing show. Big up to Mr. Eric McRae for coming in and spitting that amazing home. And it's just so crazy because when you sit and think about it, we all think the same. So I was just so blessed that he came in and he gave us that amazing poem, um, as well as Church Hurt. You know, there's so many things that is going on and there's so many people that feel the same. It feels good to know that you are not alone. So I am grateful that he came in and I am so honored that you had joined me. See you next time, next Thursday, same place, same time. It's Val, your vibe tender from the V-Spot. Have a wonderful, wonderful night.